BakerBots LLP provides podcasts for educational purposes only. They are not legal advice. This communication may constitute attorney advertising. Welcome to the Environmental Evolutions Podcast, where we explore the changing landscape of environmental law and policy. I'm your host, Megan Birch, coming to you from Spokane, Washington. For this episode, I am turning the mic over to my esteemed tax partner, Barbara DeMarinay. Barbara specializes in energy transition projects and has kindly agreed to tell us all about her top five favorite energy transition tax benefits in the Inflation Reduction Act. Okay, spoiler alert. She is going to cover 45Q, 45V, waste heat, direct pay, and tax credit trading. If you aren't familiar with how these benefits work, you will be by the end of the episode. Without further ado, I will let Barbara get to it. So the first feature of the Inflation Reduction Act that I would like to highlight is the enhancement of the Section 45Q credit for carbon capture and sequestration. This credit was actually the topic of a podcast that I did with my partner Aileen Hooks a number of months ago. The credit has been around actually since 2008. It was enhanced in 2018 since 2018, it's attracted attention and interest, but we think that with the enhancements in the Inflation Reduction Act, it's going to really take off. What is the credit? This is a production tax credit in the sense that it's a credit that you get for doing something, not actually producing something, but you're, you're doing something, an activity. And the credit is a dollar amount per ton of CO2, well, carbon oxide, so it could be CO2 or carbon monoxide, that you capture and sequester in one of three ways. You either sequester it in secure geological storage, or you use it in enhanced oil recovery, or you utilize it in certain commercial applications or perhaps by chemically reforming it so that it uh, is sequestered into another chemical. Of those three ways, the focus, the industry focus is really on secure geological storage. And the enhancement that we've seen with the Inflation Reduction Act is that the dollar amount per ton was significantly increased from what would have been a maximum of $50 a ton up to now $85 a ton. Um, And the amount that you get for use in EOR or utilization in commercial applications was increased from up to $35 a ton to now up to $60 a ton. And there are inflation adjustment factors applied to those amounts as well. So those are significant increases that have really uh, caught a lot of attention and are expected to drive significant investment in the area. In addition, with respect to this credit, there has been a requirement 
that in order to claim the credit, you had to capture a minimum amount of carbon dioxide annually. And most projects, that requirement was 100,000 metric tons annually. Many in the industry have said that there's no logical reason why we need to restrict the credit. Why don't we incentivize everyone by lowering those minimums? And so that's what this act has done. It's now said that for the general facility, you only need to capture 12,500 tons annually. If you're an electricity producing facility, so if you're a power plant, you have to capture 18,750 tons down from a 500,000 a year ton requirement previously. And that 18,750 tons is coupled with a requirement that 75% of the baseline emissions of the power plant be captured with your uh, capture equipment. So those are changes that are going to be very helpful to the industry to make sure that everyone can access the credit. So these amendments to Section 45Q are generally applicable to facilities placed in service after 2022. The next favorite tax incentive in the Inflation Reduction Act is a brand new tax credit that we have not had before, which is new section 45V, like Victor or Victory, because we have finally gotten a production tax credit for the production of clean hydrogen. This tax credit is a dollar amount per kilogram of low-carbon hydrogen that is produced. There is no limit on the amount of the credit that can be claimed, and it applies for 10 years from the place and service date of the facility. So 10 years of production of clean hydrogen gets this production tax credit. The way that this credit amount is developed, it ratchets up based on the extent of the CO2 emissions that are emitted in connection with the production of the CO2. So in other words, instead of saying green hydrogen gets a certain credit amount and blue hydrogen gets a different credit amount, there are different credit amounts based on the actual weight or kilograms of CO2 that's emitted in connection with the production of the hydrogen. The cleanest production, which would be production that either has no CO2 emissions or no more than 0.45 of a kilogram of CO2 emitted in connection with the hydrogen production, that type of production gets a credit value of $3 per kilogram of hydrogen produced. And that $3 is assuming that prevailing wage and apprenticeship requirements with respect to the project are met or are not applicable to the particular project. But $3 is what you would go for. 
then it ratchets down to a dollar, 75 cents, 60 cents, depending on the amount of CO2 emissions. And and it drops away completely if there are more than four kilograms of CO2 emitted in connection with the production of the kilogram of hydrogen. One of the questions that comes up in clean hydrogen is production. The way that your hydrogen production is considered clean is because you're capturing the CO2 and sequestering the CO2. Then you would look back at 45Q that we just talked about and you'd say, could I also take the 45Q credit for the carbon that I've captured in connection with my hydrogen production? And the answer to that in this statute is no, there's no ability to stack both 45Q and 45V. But despite that, this is still quite an exciting provision and a victory for clean hydrogen industry to be able to get this credit. An additional feature of the Inflation Reduction Act that is one of my personal favorites is that the investment tax credit for waste energy recovery property has been extended and expanded. This is an investment tax credit. So it's a percentage of the capital cost of the waste energy recovery property that you can take as a credit. And waste energy or waste heat property is property that generates power or electricity solely from heat from buildings or equipment if the primary purpose is not the generation of power. So the typical example or the focus of a lot of people in this space is that when gas compressors function to compress gas, they emit an extraordinary amount of heat, something like 900 degrees Fahrenheit. And um, if nothing is done, that heat from the compression activity, the, the heat just rises up into the atmosphere and it just dissipates. It's energy that isn't captured or used. But what you could do is you could use that heat to drive a steam turbine on top of the compressor. And then the heat that otherwise would have been wasted is actually generating electricity. And so this is an investment tax credit that rewards people for building these types of projects. The credit was in place starting in 2021, but it didn't get a lot of attention. But now it pursuant to all the other changes in the Inflation Reduction Act, it's now been extended and it's increased consistently with other clean energy credits to 30% of the investment. The next topic that I want to touch on with respect to the Inflation Reduction Act that is one of my favorites or that tax people are finding particularly interesting are that two provisions in the Inflation Reduction Act that are designed to assist with what's referred to as monetization of tax credits. So all of these tax credits that we're talking about are only useful to you as a taxpayer. If you have a tax liability, you can apply the tax credit to your tax liability. If you do not have a tax liability, a credit it just has no value to you. I mean, you can carry the credit forward, 
potentially two years when you do have a tax liability. The main point is that credits are most useful to people who have current tax liabilities. And so what has happened is a market has developed in which investors who have tax capacity, who need tax credits because they have a tax liability, invest in projects that generate tax credits and in exchange for their investment are allocated credits out of those projects. Those structures are complicated and expensive and some people view it as a transaction cost as a way to monetize their credits. So what is a real sea change in the Inflation Reduction Act is that it has introduced two ways to monetize credits without using tax equity and partnerships. And the first is that it permits a direct transfer of tax credits from one taxpayer to another. This is available to all taxpayers for all clean energy credits. You have to transfer for consideration, and that consideration has to be cash. But basically, you can sell your tax credit from one taxpayer to another. The second provision is what's referred to as a direct pay provision. And in that provision, the government basically refunds the credit amount to parties, to taxpayers that have certain tax credits available to them and do not have a tax liability. So the direct pay provision is a little more restricted in that it is allowed only to certain tax-exempt entities, and then it's also available for happily for 45Q and 45V. So with respect to the carbon capture tax credit and the clean hydrogen tax credit, direct pay is available for the first five years of the tax credit provision. So those, both the transferability and the direct pay provisions are the two provisions that are going to have an enormous impact, we think, on the way that our investment community uh, takes advantage of tax credits. And it's going to be an exciting time in the tax credit world in the coming months as we see a market develop for tax credits as a result of these provisions. There you have it, Barbara's top five Inflation Reduction Act energy transition benefits. 45Q, 45V, waste heat, direct pay, and tax credit trading. If you have energy transition tax questions, Barbara's contact information can be found in our episode notes, along with links to Inflation Reduction Act resources and materials. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to this BakerBots podcast. For more information on BakerBots practices, please visit us at bakerbots.com. For over 180 years, through 13 offices in nine countries, BakerBots has the experience, knowledge, and people to solve our clients' most significant legal issues. This presentation is provided by BakerBots LLP for educational and informational purposes only. It is not legal advice. 
Under the rules of certain jurisdictions, this communication may constitute attorney advertising.